0: Happy Thursday and welcome to the Jeremiah Patterson Show. This is a special report. Um, We are anticipating in about two days um, that the U.S. federal government will shut down. Um, In two days, on Sunday, October 1st, at 12 o'clock in the morning, 12.01 a.m., we are expecting that the U.S. government will shut down. As of right now, a deal has still not been reached. There have been many reports of compromises. There have been reports of of negotiations, but none of that has um, uh, <laughs> none of that has been born or, or reported to be fruitful yet. Of course, but in order to understand where we are now, I feel like it's it's not only interesting but helpful to go back a bit in history to where we have been before. All right, we're gonna start here. What is the pettiest thing you've done to someone? <laughs> Like, what is the pettiest thing you've done? I know you're probably like, what does this have to do with anything? But like, seriously, think about that for a second. I mean, being petty is an actual real human emotion that many of us have succumbed to multiple times, but it probably wasn't as extreme as causing a total government shutdown, right? Because someone didn't say hi to you? I mean, I kid you not, this really did happen back in 1995. So if you've always had the suspicion or the interest or the conception that there are children in Congress, quite literally, that is very much true. The government ended up shutting down for 21 days under the Republican-controlled House back in 1995 over some petty nonsense. It was the year in 1994 prior that in a landslide midterm election, Republicans swept the floor. They took back seats in multiple congressional districts. They won states that they hadn't even won for years. They snatched governorships left and right. And they even took back the House for the first time in 40 years. Now, that was a big deal. Because Republicans ended up, the Republican president uh, before the Great Depression ended up causing the Great Depression. And so Republicans essentially got punished for 40 years by not getting elected to anything because of the Great Depression. Essentially, the country did not trust Republicans with the economy. But it proved to be a Republican revolution in 1994. For the first time in four decades, 40 years, they finally got the House back. They finally had the speakership. They finally had the gavel again. And with big power comes big responsibilities. But it also depends on how you yield that power exactly. And in 1995, when they took the house back officially, things got petty and messy. First of all, they introduced something called uh, the Contract with America, basically a 10-point checklist of things they sought to do under the new Congress, including cutting taxes, reform the welfare system, and many other issues that ideologically aligned with conservative values. It was a promise to the nation to spend less of the government's money and commit to a new budget, but it was clear that this was the ushering of a new era of Republican control that was full of vitriol, spite, and animosity accusing Democratic members of Congress of corruption and repulsive behavior. Newt Gingrich, the new speaker, also questioned their patriotism and went as far as comparing them to Mussolini, a dictator that is, you know, often aligned in history right up there with Hitler and Stalin. But what's the matter with that? They're trying to destroy America. You know, take away our rights. All the same pol- political and polarizing uh, f- familiarities and-, and rhetoric that we're accustomed to when it comes to Republican politics today. Newt Grinch did not create that, but he saw it and exploited it. And House Republicans would essentially refuse to compromise, not even on budget negotiations, which led to <laughs> negotiations, <laughs> <laughs> negotiations, which led to a five-day government shutdown in November of 1995. Five days. Okay. Everything was fine until it was not because the government ended up shutting down again.
1: At the Capitol, the Senate chaplain today opened the third Saturday session this year with an admonition. Give up gamesmanship and rise to greatness. We confess that the Senate has become a combat zone for a wretched war of words as we deal with the issues of the balanced budget. But most everyone ignored him. Partisan finger-pointing continued as Republicans blamed the president for the continuing budget stalemate and the latest partial government shutdown. You've shown how tough you are. You've shut the government down. Everybody knows you're powerful. Now, will you please start to negotiate? We'll be glad to come to the White House or anywhere else to meet with the president and talk about balanced budget. One glimmer of hope came after a bipartisan group of senators who have been holding secret budget meetings for weeks said they want to present their ideas to White House and congressional negotiators. We've agreed that the Republicans must lower the tax cut number. The Democrats must increase the entitlement cut number. Now that's not easy for either side, but it's essential if we're going to get this balanced budget agreement. And to try to find common ground in the House, two key Republicans sat down late today with leaders of those blue dog conservative Democrats who met earlier with President Clinton. Senator Sam Nunn of Georgia says there will never be an agreement if it's left up to the liberals and conservatives in Congress, that moderates hold the key. The Senate will be back in session tomorrow in hope of some movement before Monday morning. Joe Johns, NBC News the cap. That was
0: reporting from NBC News in December of nineteen ninety-five. It's funny how in that news report there you heard that Republicans were criticizing the president, saying, Mr. President, you've shown how powerful you are now. now. Can we negotiate, please? When it was really Republicans' fault this whole entire time. That would eventually be revealed, which would, you know, crush them. But anyways. Um this shutdown was indeed avoidable, and it was hyper-partisan. The government spending authority expired on December 15th, which was on a Saturday, so the shutdown wasn't really felt until 280,000 federal workers were forced to stay home. And of course, this was just literally, you know, 10 days before Christmas. At one point, Republican Senator Bob Dole said on the Senate floor, we ought to end this. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's a little ridiculous as far as this senator is concerned. Really? But your party caused it. <sighs> Three weeks in, more than 1,600 hospitality workers of the Yosemite National Park in California, they had been furloughed. Even some museums re- uh, resorted to private funds to unlock doors for a short period of time. But there was finally a compromise. However, a thunderstorm came before the sun could eventually shine again. This is how the Washington Post put it, quote, Then came the cruel climactic twist. Just as the White House and Congress finally reached a deal, Clinton, Gingrich, and Senate Majority Leader Bob Dole came to terms on January 6, 1996, a Saturday. The snow began falling that afternoon. By the time the blizzard of 96, as it is called the furlough storm, and the Alberta clipper that followed it were over, two feet of snow had fallen on the Washington regime, uh, region, Excuse me, and federal workers were idled for another five days. End quote. So the government shutdown is lifted, but oh, snow has fallen and we're trapped. So another five days of being inside without pay. During that time in the 1990s, there was this major earthquake in politics, this major political shake in terms of extremism and hyperpartisanship. You could feel that something was changing and something wasn't normal, but a different and dangerous new reality was setting in. And this week, we essentially are dealing with the same thing. The government is expected to shut down this Sunday, October 1st, if budget negotiations are met. A shutdown that has major implications for everyone and is expected to be a big deal, especially with this type of Congress that is, you know, in this type of political environment with this Republican Party. The Republican Party is no longer a political party, even if it means shutting down the government for fun and opening impeachment inquiries for absolutely no conceivable reason and burning down democracy in the process. That is no longer a problem for them. They are happy to do that because policy is not negotiable anymore. It is all about culture wars and who's popular in the party. Because if the government does shut down this weekend, it will completely and totally exclusively unilaterally be on Republicans. And we can quite literally say that. We also knew that this was coming. You may recall at the beginning of the year, when Republicans officially gained control of the House after taking it back in last year's midterm election, that they had a hard time electing a speaker. A speaker is needed to begin a new Congress. And frankly, by saying that they had a hard time is a vast understatement. It's also giving them too much credit. But after there was almost a physical fight on the floor, in-party arguments, and a lot of compromises, 15 ballots later, 15! I kid you not, it literally should not take that long to elect a speaker. I mean, at most, probably two or even one if you're a sane party. But 15 ballots later! Kevin McCarthy was elected speaker of the new Republican-controlled House of Representatives. And you may recall there was a fight earlier this year to raise the debt ceiling or else the U.S. would default on its debt. Now we're here. Happy September, everyone. It's almost over, by the way, because October is on the way. We're almost here with a government shutdown literally at the doorsteps of the U.S. And this is not something that's going to be like, oh, well, we get a couple extra days off, you know, maybe we get to stay home and stuff. No, this has this major implications for many people. If the U.S. government shuts down on Sunday, this Sunday, October 1st at 12 o'clock in the morning, the effects will be, effect, will be felt immediately. When it comes to single mothers and just families that rely on childcare or nutritional uh, resources and governmental assistance, that will all stop. Food stamps will stop. WIC will stop. Um, any essential food assistance will stop. These are programs that are essential to single mothers, programs that are essential to to middle-class families, and that will immediately stop if the government shuts down. All non-essential programs and agencies will not be funded, which means their employees will not be paid. All non-essential federal programs and non-essential jobs. Once again, this does include food stamps, housing assistance, military benefits, WIC, nutrition programs for children, single mothers, and children will also be greatly affected as well. When it comes to in-party disputes and hyper-partisan politics in the 21st century, in the year of 2023, when it comes to the modern Republican Party as a whole, when it comes to just politics in general, you must understand that shutting down the government has ramifications it's not something that you should just do for fun. It's not something that you should just do to, you know, I don't know, you know, become politically advantageous for your presidential candidate in next year's 2024 presidential election. It's not something that you do to show off as a sign of political force. In this case, it is something that you do when you are willing To deliberately inflict pain and suffering on the American people to benefit your political agenda. Shutting down the government this Sunday would benefit Republicans completely. Because what they get to do is immediately blame the government shutdown on Joe Biden, the president of the United States, failing to compromise, failing to negotiate with us on budget. That's what they're going to say. But it's not the case. Because once again, we're always doing something petty in Congress, just like in 1995, when there was a government shutdown for absolutely no conceivable reason. We're always doing something petty. They are going to do this because it will help them out politically. This will be politically advantageous. Because if the U.S. federal government shuts down this Sunday, what Republicans get to do Is you know, I don't know, the shutdown could last for weeks, this could last for days. But the longer this lasts, the better. Senate staffer is already betting on the fact that it could be from 14 to 30 days, we don't know, we'll see. But the longer government shutdown lasts, the more the economy is hurt. Hmm, the economy. That's a good issue to maybe attack your, you know, prospective political opponent with in the next year for the 2024 presidential election. Republicans aren't shutting down the government over some stupid failed budget negotiations. They're shutting down the government to deliberately inflict pain and suffering on the American people to benefit themselves in next year's presidential election. They are not a party that focuses or is determinative on policy anymore. They are a party that is hellbent on extremism and favoritism and callousness to benefit a person that is their proposed front-runner in next year's presidential election. Do not be fooled what's going on here. The government is not going to shut down on Sunday because of some failed budget negotiations. It will shut down completely and totally because Republicans are playing a dangerous game here in which they are willing to sacrifice the American people, sacrifice children and single mothers who will not get food stamps, who will not get WIC, who will not get housing assistance, to shut down the government to benefit them in next year's 2024 presidential election. Who cares that those programs won't be funded? We'll get elected next year, at least in landslides. Maybe we'll have a Republican president back in the House. That's what Republicans are doing here. That is their game. They do not care about budget. (laughs) They do not care about... You know, budget negotiations. That's what they're hiding behind to, you know, effectively burn down democracy in the process of this new rule, this new era in Republican politics. Do not be fooled by what's going on here. It is quite literally out in the open, what they are doing. And it's completely disgusting, and it's repulsive, and it's sycophant. But these are the times we are living in. And I feel like that was essential for people to know. Because... When push comes to shove, when the blame starts, which it will immediately, you can totally and completely that Republicans will immediately say, hey, this is on Joe Biden. We told the president to come sit down and negotiate with us. No, that's that's not the reason why we're gonna have a shutdown in three in two days. It's because this party is willing to succumb to Some form of extremism and Trumpism to the point where it doesn't matter anymore who you are. It doesn't matter when it comes to the American people because that's not who they want to serve anymore. They are effectively serving a tyrant who's out of office to please him and to make him happy, conceivably so he can get reelected next year. But Republicans right now, in the current iteration of the Republican Party, it is not mentioned, it is not uh, meant or nor able to function as a conceivable political party in the United States that is willing to participate in political discourse and collective patriotism. Because what this is masquerading as is patriotism, but it is not. It's extremism. It's something autocratic. It's something different. They do not care about you as the American people. Effectively, Republicans, it is a self-interest now. They only care about themselves. They only care about pleasing Donald Trump. I I mean, I will say that... If the government does shut down on Sunday, um, we're going to have coverage literally almost every day to provide you updates on this um, because it's going to be heartbreaking. Um, I will say that flight travel will be delayed, um, of course, if the government does shut down. Um, because TSA workers are part of the you know, the federal payroll. And so of course, they will not be getting paid because D, um, DOH will not be funded. The Department of Homeland Security, DHS will not be funded. Um, but we, we're going to keep an eye on this. Keep your eyes open, heads up. Keep following us here on the Jeremiah Patterson Show with more news reports as we report on this. Just heartbreaking and completely you know, nonsensical story. But It looks like we are heading into a government shutdown that was completely unnecessary and diametrically avoidable. but we are here. Thank you for listening to us on this special report. I felt the need to come back, although it wasn't completely polished, excuse me, but, um, sometimes you just have to give raw journalism because that is, uh, you know, the best at this point, you know, it's important to tell the truth and not mislead people. Um, so thank you. Have a good day. And, um, I will see you again on Saturday.